1: Any good stories from the road? It'd pipe up. I wish
2: we'd gotten seen a little bit more out of our punter. I'm starting to puke. It makes my stomach hurt. Yeah. I thought he was gonna
1: die. I'm starting to throw up in my mouth a little bit. He's on the probiotics. Is Georgia playing the 1985 bears this weekend or what? A lot of Todd, Todd, Todd talk. That poison proof. They're mind geeks. We will not be hunted at the University of Georgia. I can promise you that.
0: The hunting that we do will be done from us going the other direction.
1: Hey, welcome into the Georgia show. We got people asking uh, if anything big has happened since the last episode. And I mean, it's kind of like every episode we do. There's been like three to eight commitments. I've lost track since the last time we met. I'm Wes Blankenship, Jake Rowe, Jake Roos, Mountain Jake himself in for the show tonight. Uh, Let's just start with the most recent commitment and work our way back. I I think that works. Uh, Yesterday, Georgia picking up a big commitment and uh let's just start right there guys what are your thoughts on this latest most recent big dog to join the big dog party
0: yeah if you're gonna fake people out you gotta do a better job than marquise easily did with that top three that's what i would say about that one um you know you dropped that one uh oklahoma tennessee alabama i believe were that the top three uh there and uh, just did not not throw many people off. It was Georgia from the jump, man. And he even admitted that uh, to Chad Simmons, basically said, hey, look, I took this official visit, and it really kind of solidified things for me. I had somebody reach out to me from uh, one of those staffs, um, or uh, I'm sorry, somebody who does what we do for uh, one of those teams um, that said, hey, like, what's going on with this kid? If this is all just taking visits for fun at this point, mm-hmm. isn't it? And I was like, "Yeah, that's kind of the feeling that we've got as well." So, um, but a, an incredible pickup for Georgia. Uh, we talked about it on the YouTube channel. Um, Jake and I did a video on it. But you know, this is a kid—one uh, of the maybe the maybe the most athletic of this group. Uh, I, I don't think you would be far off saying that. Um, doesn't play necessarily the same level of competition that some of the guys do, um, but I think the upside is is pretty substantial here. And um, I think Easley is a guy that that Georgia will be very thankful that they added uh, in this 2024 class.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've said it over and over and over again. I I love him. I think he's, as a prospect, I think he's great. Um, You know, I think he's freakishly long, freakishly quick. Um, You know, I see a little poor man's Andrew Thomas in him a little bit just in terms of the way he's put together and the way he moves around. Um, I don't think he's going to come in with that kind of polish because I don't know if he plays – um that kind of ball. The only real question I've got about him is the competition he plays against. But man, you you flip on that Huddle film and you watch him run kind of those counter trays and those tackle, you know, tackle pull. I mean he he come all comes all the way across the formation, gets out in front of running backs and just just mows people
1: down. And yeah, I'm um, I'm trying to pull it up. Huddle's giving me a little trouble. Yeah,
2: huddle huddle uh huddle's a good good platform, but sometimes uh huddle's got a lot going on. Um, but you know, it, Marquise Easley is a stud and, um, I, I don't think that there are 17 offensive tackles better than him in this class. Um, I don't think Georgia thinks that, um, you know, honestly, based on what I've heard and listen, you got to piece this kind of stuff together and this is no offense to Michael Looney or, or Daniel Calhoun or anything like that. But based on what I've heard, I have reason to believe that Nair Daniels and Marquise Seasley were both among Georgia's top three offensive tackle targets, in this class as far as their board goes. And, and you know, that there's a reason that Georgia, knowing what it knew as far as taking Michael Looney's commitment and when Daniel Calhoun was going to go and when Nair Daniels was going to go, that they took Marquise Easley's commitment rather than saying, all right, we're good with five. We're good with five and we'll get ready to recruit David Sanders next year and some other studs. No, they went ahead and took Marquise Easley because they like him that much. That says a lot about the way they feel about him, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it, I, I was going to ask you, Jake, is this your favorite guy in this class? Of Georgia's offensive lineman, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, yeah, of, of the old of the line class. Yeah,
2: yeah. I um, mean, I, I honestly, like I, the one offensive lineman that I like more than him is, and I still don't know 100% of you know, the whole class, that I'm still not 100% I even love more than him is, is John Daniels, Jonathan Daniels. Because sure. I think Jonathan Daniels is a bona fide stud. Um, super high for Jonathan Daniels is going to start for multiple years in the SEC somewhere. I'm oh, not the SEC, but it's probably the ACC, probably yeah. The ACC right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's going to start multiple years somewhere, probably for Florida State. And they get they're going to get a good one. He reminds me so much of Isaiah Wynn with maybe a little bit bigger frame um, than Isaiah Wynn. Maybe he's going to be a little ready quicker to play than, than Isaiah Wynn was. Um, but that's kind of how I see him. Uh, I I, listen, I like him. I like not, I definitely like Marquise better than any of Georgia's commitments. I'm not, I don't think Georgia does. I think Georgia had, had Daniels probably a little bit higher, but um, I guess there's a little bit of conjecture
0: in all of this. But for me, uh, for me, it's like to me, Uni is like right there. Like it's, I think he's, I think he's in the mix. When you talk about his size combo with what he's able to do against the competition that he's playing. That's what really sells me on him. You know, he's popping up quick, comes from a military family. That's got to play in somewhere, man. I mean, you know, this, there's a an edge that that kind of gives you as well. Um, I think that there's a lot to love about that kid. And, and quite frankly, too, I'll be honest with you, we've forgotten a little bit about Marcus Harrison. But
1: I that, haven't, man. I have guy,
0: nightmares about that guy. That guy's, intri- that guy's so intriguing to me because it's not like he's playing world beaters up there in, in, in uh, New York. The guys he's going against to practice, uh, he's probably having to pull back against a little bit because uh, they're not built like that. Um, From the
2: Eastern block. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, this guy is – I'm as intrigued with him as I am anybody in this class. That's what I'll say. I, I think that he is one of the most interesting prospects Georgia has on this board. Some of these guys are a little bit more refined, have a little bit more um, uh, proven, um, you know, I guess against the competition they play. That kid, to me, though, is, is very, very interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, look at the, the size of these dogs here. If you're listening, I uh, I have a graphic up here that our graphic team made it on three, and I think it's one of the most terrifying graphics they've ever made because there's probably about, I don't know, let's say uh, 2,000 pounds tongue. of dog it's, on this graphic right here. Nyer Daniel, six seven three hundred seventy one 371 pounds. Daniel Calhoun, 6'6", 6, 6, 365 Marquise Easley, 6'5", 345. Uh, he's one of the smaller ones on here. Marcus Harrison, 6'7", 335. Malachi Tolliver has a lot to prove at 6'5", 315, but he's not small either. And then there's Michael Ooney at 6'7", 335.
0: Yeah, uh, dude, think about how big a 6'5", 315-pound man would look next to you. My, you know? uh, and, my- and then consider that he's the, the runt of the group in some yeah. degree here. My
2: trusty iPhone calculator tells me that is 2,066 pounds.
1: It's quick math by me, man, on a Sunday night after I've been at the pool for a couple hours. I'm pretty <laughs> impressed with myself. Uh, no, but Jake Jake Rowe and I spoke about this last week on a video we did for the On 3 Roundtable channel. This is reminiscent of a Sam Pittman offensive line class. A thousand percent. It is.
0: I, I, somebody on the board was saying – is this Sam, or they said, uh, you know, Stacey are recruiting at Sam Pittman level. I said, I would argue that this year is is certainly Sam Pittman level, especially given what the expectations were going in. Yeah. I know we've continued to hammer that, but it is so important to think about. This is not a heavy O-line class, especially when you're looking close to home. Uh, you got to think, you got a kid out of New Jersey, you got a kid out of Illinois, you got a kid out of New York, you got a kid out of Texas, Texas. in this fold, mm-hmm. all right? So you got four dudes that are not within a a three to five hour drive of, you know, you're not pulling from Charlotte. You're not pulling from Florida. You know, you're getting these guys from really, really far out. I don't know that anybody could have imagined that coming into this class. And that's what's impressive to me about it. I I think for that reason, it feels very Pittman-esque in the way that Sam Pittman going up and getting Isaiah Wilson felt.
2: Now, I'll say this. Um, I'm not as impressed with how big all of these guys are as much as I just think they're all, when you watch their film, they're all pretty good football players. And I think they're moldable clay for, for Stacey Searles and, and, and Scott Sinclair and everybody to work with. But I will say I've done probably, and, and this is something that, you know, it doesn't go back to the Rick era, obviously, because I'd, I always knew that the office of line was a little bit of an issue there. They had some groups that played really well. But they never did really impose their will to the point of a championship-level program, um, not on a consistent basis. Um, but you know, I, I've always thought about athleticism from the offensive line standpoint. You've got to have athletes. You've got to have, and you really do. You've got to have those guys. But you've also got to be able to, as Wes pointed out, you got to be able to hold up to that pounding. You got to be able to hold up to this tough schedule and all those big-time defensive linemen. So when you recruit guys this big, here's the philosophy. It's, all right, well, they are – you know, you've got, you've got guys that are very – few, very few times is a guy going to be physically ready just to come in. He's got the body you absolutely need. You don't need to change anything. Something's going to have to change. Yeah. So, if you got a guy 270 and you've got a guy 370, well, if the guy 370 can't get down to 330, then he's telling you a lot about him already because that's an effort thing. But the guy 270 may have a hard time getting to 320, no matter how hard he works. All right, so that's there's some ambiguity there on what kind of player you've got, and I think that's where you're at is like, hey, listen, Daniel Calhoun, for instance, they know Daniel Calhoun can can you know be at three 320, three thirty. He's big enough to handle this pounding in the SEC, and if he doesn't get down to 320 he puts himself in the transfer portal because he's not going to play. He's not going to put in the effort to get that big. And, and I, I have every reason to believe Daniel Calhoun will do that, but I'm just using that as an example. And that's where this philosophy comes in. I saw, I've saw i seen people, you know, it's a dangerous place to be, but you get into them Facebook comments, all right? Let me tell you something, <laughs> buddy. Those comments on Facebook, I love you guys. Thank you for reading our stuff. If you're if you're, if you're a Facebook commenter and you're on here, I appreciate it, all right? But you can get into the – I'm talking about, you know, Bobby from Wiregrass, dude. I mean, it, it, I don't understand what he knows, man. I mean, you know, it, I don't know if he got a little too much free on the last time he he serviced somebody's AC or what. We, I mean.
1: Get your radon we, checked.
2: We got, Bobby, we might settle down a little bit. We're talking about how fat these linemen are. Georgia no. don't need to be recruiting two hundred fifty-five pound cats. No, it's, it's
0: it's so much it's so much easier. I just want to reiterate that it's so much easier to go down than it is to go up. It's so much harder to put the pound to John. Yeah, let's well, that, let's. That conditioning that, let's, condition let's, that Scott Sinclair does, man, like from eighteen to twenty-two, from, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. an when uphill it's battle like for him. Not now, is, not at thirty-six. It's easy to put pounds on. Thirty nine, but if you need me I to mean, get to three seventy, I can get there. All right. Oh man, I, mean, I, can, I can get to three seventy and have a hell of a time doing. Yeah, it. Uh, but I, yeah, this is. I mean, at this stage in the game, you know, and it's that. What What's interesting about that is it's refreshing to hear that about a guy like uh, Monroe Freeling. You've heard that he's put on some good weight since he's been at Georgia, and that he's kind of gotten his body right, uh, or at least better than it was. And uh, you know, it was a great frame to work with. Um,
2: And through adaptable problem-solving,
0: we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: So, I mean, let's – we'll go more into some of these guys that committed recently. A lot to talk about Joseph, Jonah, and on the other side of the line of scrimmage there. Do you all read too much into this on all of these big guys committing in the same week? All my buddies are texting me, why did it happen this week? Why is every single offensive lineman Georgia wants seemingly – committing this week? Is it intentional or is that just how it works?
2: I I think it's coincidental. I mean, when you, when you got off those official visits, you had a lot of these guys like, Hey, I need to think about it for a little bit. Uh, I I think the, the bigger correlation here is, or the, sorry, the bigger causation here is the fact that official visits ended on June 25th. And all of these guys took a couple of weeks knowing that they didn't have to talk to coaches or be face-to-face or be on the road. And uh, they wanted to go ahead and get it out of the way. And, I mean, you look at – I'll tell you this, Daniel Calhoun, Nair Daniels, Marquise Easley were all sewn up, uh, you know, well before this. And I think they wanted to get visits over with and let it all, you know, kind of pan out before they got there. Um, you know in the case of Michael Looney it was hey he took his visits of that last weekend and then he committed right after it's it's kind of funny he's been the one that's probably been committed to Georgia the least long yeah. but he yeah. went before everybody else
1: yeah he was the one that surprised me just based on the names that we followed the most we look at you know the the skill player effect of uh, Riola and Puglisi being committed but I, part of me doesn't wonder if this is a just a big train on both sides, you know the guys that are blocking for him and the guys he's going to be throwing to.
0: One of my one of my favorite comments was uh, somebody on a uh, dog Walk message board said that Dylan Raiola is going to be able to cook a brisket behind these boards. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then he's going to be able to trim it. Yeah, uh, he's going to
2: trim it, slather a little binder on there, <laughs>
1: on there. I mean,
2: it's going I to think be, that it's was Matthew processed.
1: C. And then somebody else quoted him and said, and they're all going to eat it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah and absolutely. Just- yeah, just put the black gloves on and, and get their hands greasy and, and yeah. I mean, I, I, I
0: I've said this for a couple weeks, right? I think Georgia, I think Georgia is sending a message. I think that when you're talking about Stacey Searles, Jake, you pointed out, I think it was right uh, before Malachi if, Tolliver. If it was which, a good
2: point I, I made. It yeah, which Malachi <laughs> Tol-
0: Malachi Tolliver dropped in uh, March, right? Before that, Georgia had zero offensive None. line, yeah. zero off, uh, zero defensive line. You're coming into uh, the first part of July loaded at both spots now. I think, I think
2: less than three months. you know, April, June, July – April, May, June, four months. Less than four months, all right? Georgia has gone from zero, not to 100, but to 10. Yep. To zero, that 100 would be a record. But 10, I mean, on the, on the lines of scrimmage. You know, you got six offensive linemen and four defensive linemen, and you had zero on either line of scrimmage – um going into you know, that was that on is, that i think is, that was on
0: march the 25th that does not happen in my experience i've been doing this almost 10 years i cannot remember anything like that where it changed that quick for both of those position groups
1: i just well, jake i, I was I've thinking this like last summer head. for me was my first big summer with dogs hq really in this kind of industry like i've worked in local news and stuff and we we covered the five star guys when they committed, but for this summer, I was thinking back to last summer. I was like, man, it really didn't feel like this. It wasn't like it wasn't bang, it wasn't bang, like bang, 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 where we were just on our on our toes, waiting who's going to drop next. And this this week, in and of itself, has been wild, man.
2: Now, it's been fun too because. I haven't, you know, I mean, for those who have followed my work and, and the things that I've been able to do over the past few years, it's been a while since I've been into kind of the recruiting thing. And, you know, to be able to um, get back to the old days and talk to Nair Daniels and talk to uh, uh, Joseph Jonah Janier for, for advanced quotes on a commitment and, and to, uh, you know, kind of hear their voices and, and understand what it's like. Man, I miss that. I miss that a lot. You know, talking to these kids before they're about to make a big decision, um you know I talked to Nayer Daniel's mom for a few minutes yesterday uh, a couple of days ago and uh, sweetest lady ever and you could just tell there was so much excitement you know there and you know I I, I get this I feel like there was a meeting at some point in March and you know Kirby Smart just kind of banged on the table a little bit and, and you know they just all kind of put their aviators on like agent smith from the matrix and let's let's go do it let's just go <laughs> let's go red pill these guys and uh, they, they, they did, man. I mean, 10 guys and they're there. I don't think they're done on the D line. They're done on the
0: offensive line though. And let me tell you something go ahead. And they're, not, no they're not, they're not done. It's not, I don't think that's fair to say. They're, they're going to have to continue to fight. Yeah. Right. I'm saying they're done recruiting guys. other guys.
2: At this no. Moment. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, but I, listen, you got the chance here and this is what I've, I've said continuously about this class well, the way that you're moving into this season you're going to really be able to zero in on some dudes and just kind of sit back. And I use the the term, crank the rod. You know, you're just going to be able to sit there and and let them tire themselves out uh, because you've got most of the pieces in place. And so let's say you do lose one of these guys, which is not out of the realm of possibility. We haven't heard that's going to happen. I at this point would not project that to happen, but let's just say you do. There are other guys you could possibly pivot to if you really wanted to take six, Jonathan Daniels is a guy that I think Georgia would probably ring again. If one of these guys decided to look elsewhere,
2: I was just more going off the, all right, let's say Jonathan Daniels said, all right, I'm deciding tomorrow. Georgia's not taking that.
0: commitment. No, I agree. I agree completely. And
2: Brandon Baker decides the next day. They're not taking that commitment either. So, um, you know, that's just kind of, that's what I was getting at. It's kind of like, sure. you know, they, they don't have any other lines in the water waiting on a bite. They've just got all these guys on the hook and they're just going to sit there and hold firm and, and yeah. wait for it all to happen. And and not only that, man, but, you know, when, when it comes down to uh, – when it comes down to those in-home visits um, right there between the SEC championship game, you know, which george has got a good chance of being in, and then the, the – uh, the, the Dude, if they're not in period. it, uh, Dogs
1: <laughs> HQ is going to be like – the the half-life of that website is going to be dangerous to even be close to it. I'll yeah. say
2: that. I mean, listen, if Dogs HQ has any, got anything to do with it, they will be because, I mean – We've been around for two years and there's been two natties. So yeah, and two um, SEC
1: championship appearances. You're Dylan right. Brooks yeah. making a
0: good point here, by the way. Bama, Tennessee, LSU is still looking for the big guys, man. Yeah. Texas Georgia, is cranking
1: up the NIL. Georgia yeah.
0: has Georgia has done a fantastic job in securing some of the best of the nation. I will give LSU some credit for uh the, that Ethan Callaway pickup, but he's a guy I really like. I do
2: too. I like he, Ethan Callaway a lot. Yeah, I, I
0: think do. he's a good player. Um, but there's work to do for those squads, man. and
2: and think about this: if if Oregon gets Brandon Baker and yep. Florida State gets Jonathan Daniels, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm taking
0: some of the, the biggest name, the big the big boys are off the board. Yeah, Georgia
2: Georgia went to the hardware store and said, "You got any minnows?" and then went back there and just <laughs> put a big old net and grabbed them all at one time. Give me a bag. They got all the, they got all the fat minnows. They got all the biggest crickets. Yeah. Uh, going to about to go catch some brim, baby. Uh, what is Stacy
1: Searles doing tonight?
2: He's probably doing that. Him and Bobo are probably night fishing right.
1: Now. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's what I'd be doing. If I, I heard that. I, I, I heard. I've heard tale of that happening a time or two.
1: Yeah. Is Searles a stogie guy? You think he's got a big stick? Just I would assume reeling so. him in.
0: I would assume so. Or maybe maybe a, a real nice uh, bottle of brown. You know.
1: Somebody's asking in the comments here, and it's the, the title of this show tonight, what's next for Georgia? And we saw that KJ Bolden will uh will announce at the beginning of August there, and that probably to me anyway feels like it's about eight months away. Um and we'll get to Joseph Jonah Johnny in a minute, because I think he is deserving of his own spotlight in the middle of all these O line guys. Y'all got any any leads? Who's who's like already put their commitment date out there that Georgia fans should be looking forward to.
0: Bolden's really the one who's got it locked in. Uh, he's really the only one who has a confirmed. Now, Justin Williams, uh, the, the five-star linebacker, I think that could come down pretty much at any point. Um, and so definitely something to keep your eyes on. Uh, Rhett Womack over here mentions uh, feelings on uh, Williams, now. one Billy, uh, Billy's in. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i think that uh that's a guy who i expect to get it done by the, the start of the season as well but again we're just playing with hypotheticals in those instances bolden's the one who has it locked in and right now i would still pick georgia uh when we're talking about kj bolden um that's it, it what's what's tough for people i think is that there's a weight now you're probably gonna have I what I don't know what people are gonna yeah. do uh, after a, a you know you, you go six seven days without a commitment people are gonna be trying to uh, put Trey Scott's head on a pike, I mean they're gonna be they're gonna be trying to get rid of some of these dudes um, because they're just everybody's a little spoiled right now and I get it I understand um, but I think that Georgia in a really strong spot moving in with with all three of those names I just mentioned Justin Williams KJ Bolden and Williams Nowaneri.
2: I am really worried about Georgia fans putting on creepy glass cherub mask mask and going and wielding axes in the streets right the now. The purge. I'm, yeah, I feel like that's gonna happen. No. <laughs> at least is at that, least that a Northwestern fourth. reference. Yeah, it's from the movie The Purge. Uh I feel like I feel like I don't know, man. Uh, you know, it's what 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 just happened? And and we told folks it was coming, you know, and, and I think still folks just got so excited about it. I did too. Like I still had my doubts and I kept throwing them out there like all right. As all these dominoes fall is one of these dominoes just going to kind of step out of the way and say, Hey, not me. Um, but I'm with Roos. I still think George is going to get KJ Bolden. And that's the guy you're talking about that has the set date. I think Justin Williams could go soon. Um, you know, I I, I kind of had a back and forth a little bit last night on the, on, on the dog walk, our message board, I was hearing it wouldn't happen soon. I was hearing it could possibly happen soon. So, um we've maintained or i have um you know for a while now that georgia's in a really good spot um you know that we've got some more intel on that network wide on Mm -hmm. justin williams so um you know come on over on three and check that out don't want to you know let away all the secrets here um last check and it's been a couple two or three days um georgia was still kind of trending and still the team that was in the best shape with uh Williams uh one area.
0: Is that not, I, I said
2: not one area. Not one area, no one area, whatever. Um, you know, he, George Georgia's in good shape there. So and when we're talking about that, we're talking about the nation's number one linebacker. We're talking about the nation's number one defensive lineman, we're talking about the nation's number one safety. So um and that goes They're, with the nation's uh, three, number. Five one stars,
0: three five stars.
2: And that, and that's to also go with the nation's number one quarterback and the nation's number one cornerback.
0: Like as sick as you felt, like this run just was. If you get that run, that's even sicker. If
2: it
1: happens like that between now and August the fifth, well, think about. I mean, yeah, I mean, think about what the class would would be if it just ended today. Yeah, yeah it would be tremendous.
0: It would be fantastic. It's everything you want. It would be fantastic. And and here's what I've said about the KJ Bolden thing. Georgia is. In a tremendous spot at defensive back, if the class ends today without KJ Bolden. Yeah. I think they get it. But if it if they didn't, they'd still be okay because the guys that they have in place are some of the best in the nation. I mean, uh Peyton Woodyard, Jalen Hayward, those are two tremendous safeties in this class uh that Georgia wanted that have that bring it all to the table. You've got other teams chasing them in a major way, and I get why, but Bolden is and it's it's almost crazy to say this he's almost a luxury more than a need at this point uh it, it, it's like you're you're hurting other teams more by taking him than you are addressing your own needs by getting him
1: oh yeah there's there's a lot of that look what uh Rusty said here on, on Twitter I've had this up for a minute here but I want to call attention to it for anyone who's just listening on the podcast Rusty Manziel tweeted in my 13 years in the business not sure I've seen UGA on a streak like this they are adding big-time targets to this 2024 class in July. And uh, in true Rusty fashion, he's just got a couple words there that are in all caps. But Rusty is on vacation right now, and everyone on our board wants him to stay there. And I want him to come back. I want him to come back on the show and and talk some more. But I don't blame him. I don't blame uh, anyone who's following along with Rusty's vacation and just just telling him to stay at the beach or wherever he's at because if you're superstitious – or just a little bit stitious. It's been a pretty big run since he went to the beach.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and and it, it, the thing that that kind of gets me about this whole thing and, and the thing I think everybody needs to realize is when you start talking about these numbers, all right, let's say Georgia gets KJ Bolden. I think they're probably, they're probably going to be in danger of losing Peyton Woodyard. Um, I'm not saying they will, but I think that's a very real possibility, much more so than it is already. Um, may even be talking about a flip to Alabama. Um, DeMarcus Riddick is almost certainly not going to be part of this class for Georgia. So if you start to look at it that way, Georgia's got 26. They get the three. They're up to 29. They lose the two. And in, uh, in, when I say get the three, Williams, Nowary, and, and uh, Justin Williams, Williams, Nowary, and, uh, and um, K.J. Bolden. All yeah. right, so that takes them to 29. But then you talk about taking away DeMarcus Riddick, and you start talking about taking away Peyton Woodyard. Um, listen, Georgia's class is still going to trend up from a ranking standpoint. You know, even losing those two guys, but um, you know that takes the number down. And, and instead of looking at twenty nine, you're looking at twenty seven. They still want to add Nate Frazier. Um, I still think there's maybe a defensive lineman, an interior defensive lineman out there that we don't know about, or that you know could be
0: you know. I'm, un- I'm not un- writing. I'm not writing off Mike Matthews totally. Right. Uh, I'm keeping yeah. that in the mix as well. You no, got Chris just Jones or Chris up. Cole. Yeah, Uh two. two uh, well, I think Cole's a I think Cole's still three star, but a, a guy who probably ends up as a four star uh, and Chris Jones, a top 150 player in America at linebacker. Those guys still both in play as well. You got Cam Michael hanging out. Uh, where's he going to end up wide receivers corner? I don't know. I'm not sure it really matters. You, in my opinion, you take him all day, every day, let him figure it out when he gets there. The the names that are still involved. That, that's what's crazy to me. Somebody asked me today, they said, they said gosh, we got to be close to done. Like, right. And I said, I said, look, I, I said, there, are, I can name you 10 guys that George is still heavy in it with. They're sitting at 25 right now, I believe, right? 25, 26? 26. 26. 26 today. You're sitting at 26, and you've got 10 names that we could easily point to and say, Yeah, that's not out of the realm of possibility.
2: I'm, I'm telling you, though, man, if, if I'm Georgia and I get Justin Williams and you you tell me, hey, you got one more, you can take an inside linebacker or you can go evaluate and find you a, trying yourself maybe a project on the interior defensive line. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go take be. that interior defensive lineman. And no, that's no offense to Chris Cole, who is a freak, and, uh, and um, okay. Chris Jones, who I, I really like. I think Chris Jones might be able to give you some – some edge, he, he, Jalen yeah. Walker a little bit there. I think he might be able to give you some edge and play inside linebacker. I like him a lot. Um, but if I'm having to pick, um, you know, there, I, I like the idea of going out there and trying to find a Devontae Wyatt or a, um, you know, or somebody like that on the interior defensive line, somebody that's worthy of a late offer.
1: Yeah. Uh, before it? we get to Joseph, Johnny, John, yeah, the the dog that we know that is uh, in fact committed, we're very committed to breaking tea. And I've got this sorted tonight by Best Selling. Usually it's just the, the latest added, but here's what y'all are looking at for everyone that's actually buying some Breaking Tea apparel. This back-to-back champs shirt right here is real nice. It's everything you want. It's got the block letters, 2021-2022. Uh, got that nice red outline on the black text. That's pretty nice right there. Sorry that the uh, Stetson Bennett stuff still sold out, but... For some reason, feel the Bowers is still there. And, oh, by the way, he's got a Heisman pose going. Breaking Tea is your place for Georgia apparel. And we've got a new partner coming up this week that I think y'all will be excited to learn about on Bark After Dark and on uh, the Wednesday edition of the Georgia show. But real, right real, now,
2: apropos, real apropos for Bark After Dark, I would say.
1: Yeah, we're going to get to Bark After Dark here in a minute here uh but head on over to breaking tea there's a link in every episode description for your next georgia t-shirt or hoodie guys y'all have a guest on bark after dark tomorrow night joseph jonah johnny locked in yeah man pretty pumped about this what are y'all gonna ask him let's let's go a little behind the scenes here what are y'all fired up and excited to talk to this guy about
2: uh if i've got anything to do with it um we're not. I mean, and Roos, I'm sure, feels the same way. There's not going to be a whole lot of talk about uh, Trey Scott or
0: um, what led not, you to Georgia. Yeah. What, what, what was it to put the dogs? Yeah, over and the no top. offense.
2: I mean, I get that. I get all that reason. That i No, that we, but that's
0: that's been done. Yeah, th- that's all been done. Um, yeah.
2: listen, I'm I want top five Nigerian dishes, you know. Like I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna be looking for recipes.
0: A- yeah, give me recipes.
2: <laughs> Tell mom to send me some food over or some some recipes over and, and some you know what ingredients I need to get. I want to try it. Um no, nah, I just you know, hey, what was it like, you know, moving from from another country and, and you know what what sport did you fall in love first? You know, in love with first, you know, oftentimes it's not football. where did your competitive spirit come from? Um, you know,
0: I mean, I want to know how it goes from like uh, there are not a lot of dudes that I've ever seen who went from like zero experience three years ago to top fifty player in America. mm -hmm. That's a pretty meteoric rise. And so, like, how do those steps happen? Like, what, what, what clicked for you right away on the field? Yeah, who discovered him? Yeah, found him. Yeah, right. Sure. Like, where, where, where did this all come from? Um. But- Sonny Vaccaro, Sonny Vaccaro discovered. <laughs> <laughs> We're dropping the Jonah Johnny threes. Um-
2: <laughs> I'd buy him, dude. I'm a big fan of this kid. I, I don't care if he goes to Georgia or not. There's some of those kids that Yerusi and I have talked about him over the years. They end up at other schools and stuff. And, um, you know, you just, you just, I don't know, man. Like Isaac Rochelle, uh, years and years ago, I don't know if anybody still remembers him um but uh you know years and years ago georgia could have had the kid they todd grantham wasn't real high on him i think chris jones uh, not chris jones uh chris can't remember his last name was the uh the the um defensive line coach at the time um ended up coaching with the philadelphia eagles uh georgia yeah i can't remember he was there for one year um but he ended up coaching for the philadelphia eagles he was their defensive line coach during the super bowl run but he was only there one year and he didn't like isaac rochelle a whole lot and Rochelle ended up going to Notre Dame, and but he's one. Him and Josh Dobbs were two of my favorite kids that I've ever covered in my life. Um, would have loved to have covered them longer.
1: Dobbs is a special
2: guy. Yeah, yeah, and, and Isaac's cut from that same cloth, you know. And uh, turns out his wife is like a famous TikTok influencer, and uh, I've saw her the other day on TikTok, and they were like goofing off there. They hang out with Jacob Eason a lot, Chris Wilson. And, uh, They're about to uh, have a kid, so that's pretty awesome for them. But, yeah, this kid is the same as as those guys, in my opinion. Just salt of the earth, um, you know, going to be successful no matter what he does. If it's not Georgia, it's, you know, NASA or running a bank or, you know, uh you know helping people do something a lawyer it doesn't matter like i I mean he's he's gonna be gonna do a good job and i'm excited to talk to him tomorrow night on bark after dark and we're gonna we're gonna dig in there and get some uncommon questions in there and find out who he really is um to an extent as much as we can in 20 minutes
0: our first prospect interview on uh yeah there uh, which
2: is is y'all coming back with
0: the bang yeah 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 that's 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 gonna be exciting um yeah i mean what a pickup, though, for Georgia. I, I don't think it was a surprise to much of anybody who had been following for the last couple of months with this kid. He gets the offer. It's the dream school. He follows it up with uh, you know, a quick visit. He comes in for the uh, the scavenger hunt and kind of leaves there saying all the right things about where Georgia stands. Oklahoma really wants a piece of him, and that makes more sense for him if he is from Conroe, Texas originally, probably. You know, they probably win that race. Uh, uh, I would say more times than not if he's actually from, if he's actually from from Conroe, Texas.
2: I don't know where you think Justin Williams is actually from. You no, know? that's
0: a good point. <laughs> but Oregon's the one who's trying to get him. So obviously, he's not concerned with staying close to home. You know what I'm saying? Um, but Oklahoma was a huge consideration. It felt like with uh, Jonah Jean-Yet. Um But yeah, I mean, they deliver and. Would you hear about this guy consistently from people who know, from people who um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just I laughed at that comment as well. <laughs> well, we got one in the comments. Yeah, Dylan Brooks says uh, Dylan, Dylan if he's Brooks. ever heard of Joe Tarashinsky. <laughs> who has Um which but, one? No, I think uh I think Jonah Johnny um the people that I've spoken to about him seem to say over and over again like this is probably the guy with the most upside in the whole class regardless of position it doesn't really matter that he plays defensive line is a huge bonus uh given the the need there and the importance of that position but it's not really even about him playing on the defensive front it's just that he has that kind of upside he's got the body for it he's got the makeup he's got Everything that you're looking for um, in a football player, and people seem to really gravitate naturally toward this kid, and I understand why. Um, uh, I think for Georgia, probably one of the biggest pickups in this class, and I I think in two to three years we may be looking back and thinking the same.
2: Yeah, he's gonna. This kid's gonna be about halfway, probably through his first NFL
0: season before he's able to legally buy beer. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's, but he's, but he's um, also probably going to be a representative for you at, at SEC Media Days one day.
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. you know, I'm sitting here thinking to myself. You know, when I was talking with Charles Power the other day, I'm sitting there thinking like, if this kid was a 2025, like he should be, because again, he's not going to turn 17 until November. All right. So, I mean, that that should be a 2025 kid. So if he was a 2025 kid, I think he's. I think there's a very good chance he might be a top ten prospect. Yeah. Yet. Top 10 overall prospect.
0: And we mentioned, and I mentioned this the other day too. Um, this is the same deal. Hi, Ryan.
1: Hi, Ryan. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell you hi until I saw your avatar I mean, with Ryan that Korsberger monster buck love you the have thing. there.
0: Um, Assume that's yours. Uh, but we mentioned this, or I mentioned this with you, Jake. Uh, Nair Daniels. Uh, yeah. Super young, also. Will turn 18 just before his uh, freshman season uh, at, at Georgia. That's You've got some and then you got Namdi Agboko, right? One year in playing football. They're taking some young guys here, some inexperienced guys, guys who maybe haven't met the threshold just yet. That's a luxury you get when you built the roster the way that Georgia has, but it's also how you get out and find freaks too.
1: I I I want to give Georgia credit for that. I really do, but I also wonder if you know how much of a function it is of just guys just getting ready for the game a lot quicker than they probably used to so it probably seems like a huge deal but it's kind of like this intersection for Georgia they're going to find the best guys anyway and the guys that are naturally gifted if they just decide to pick up the game they're getting trained up they're getting conditioned and they're ready to go I mean just look at how many freak freshmen are ready to go, not just at Georgia, but in Power 5 football. Uh, KBB 22-22, I'm, I'm down for it, man, whether it's the Georgia show or Bark After Dark. I mean, if these guys want to come on, let's talk to them.
2: Yeah, definitely. We're with it. We're with it. One, one thing I will point to on that is, you know, you get a mixed bag of guys that, that you recruit. Like Brock Bowers, I mean – grandpa bowers as compared i had
0: i had a a hard time i interviewed him in the parking lot of the spring hill suites in Athens, and it was uh difficult it was not the most the most difficult interview i've ever uh, performed was with charlie warner and he (laughs) just he (laughs) stared at me like he wanted to assault me
2: yeah
0: (laughs) before asking him for daring to ask him questions i believe i got him to answer two questions in the whole night
2: charlie Um, warner used to come up to his georgia interviews uh shirtless Every time. And then they, they would hand him a polo, and he would put it on. He'd do his interview, take it off, and then go back down.
0: Uh, those, those, those. Listen, God, God bless Gunnar Stockton, too, man. I don't know what they're doing to kids over there in Rabin, uh, but they, they, they're they different cats over there, man. They, Taking they, them to
2: they, eat at Dillard House every they, Sunday, probably.
0: That's <laughs> some uh, different cats. But they're good, good cats, um, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, Brock was not and, – and he still isn't, right? Like, I mean, he, he's not a guy who just relishes that moment. Yeah. Like Isaiah Wynn, you get in front of a camera and he kind of clap and like, you know, be like, hey, you know, I'm here it's to rap good.
2: It's good, it's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I'm rapping
0: with people. Like, you know, he was a natural at it. Yeah. Some guys just aren't.
2: Yeah, well, I was more getting at the fact that he's older. You know, like Brock Bowers. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I believe he was, I, I want to say he was almost 20 years old um, the spring after his freshman season at Georgia. Um, AJ Green. Uh, was I believe 19, turned nineteen years old during his like or turned nineteen years old before the first his first season at Georgia. So yeah. those are older guys that still had plenty of meat left on the bone. Two of the greatest Bulldogs ever in terms of talent. But you know what you're running into now, and and um, you're running into guys that were held back. You know you're running into guys that were for for the purpose of development. And I'm not talking about guys that were held back because you know they're like your boy here that was you know <laughs> going to be you know turn like
0: coloring. I was I, mean, I, I was just turning I was
2: just turning five. I got an August birthday. I was just turning five, like right at the deadline when I was in kindergarten. My parents were like, "Nah, you know you're you're good. We'll just wait." And uh, I went the next year. I was one of the older kids that graduated in my class. I still sucked. You know, I still wasn't worth a damn. You know, as far as an athlete goes, but whatever. Um, you know, so it didn't help me a whole lot. But you know, they do that. Like, but they'll do it down the line. They'll do it like third grade, yeah. fourth grade, sometimes two grades at the time, right? And. Th- it's tough sometimes to know. All right, is that kid dominant because he's nineteen playing the against? Name who comes to mind? Is
0: there, is there a kid who comes to mind for you? Uh,
2: not right off the top of my head.
0: No, mine was Aaron McLaughlin. Okay, I, I
2: don't even know him? who
0: that is. Aaron McLaughlin was a quarterback. I can't remember if he was Grayson or Buford, but I think Buford. Buford. Okay, I believe he was at Buford, and I had—I don't know if this was true, but I had—I had people tell me that he—he he drove to his freshman year of high school.
1: And, well, Brock uh, Bowers was born in December, so I don't know if he's held back or not. I mean, I think he just landed here from Planet Krypton, personally.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it, Brock, Bowers, Brock Bowers is going to do it no matter what. That's not a thing. Yeah. KBB 2222, 2222 two, 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 over here asking, yes, I do believe Tennessee stopped recruiting do- uh, Marquis
0: Easley in the middle. And of not this. for the reasons you're thinking, though.
2: Yeah, not for anything, that that, that, that not because they didn't like him as a prospect.
0: Not Not for um, any reasons that would cause Georgia to stop recruiting,
2: <laughs> as a matter of fact, I think Georgia I think it was because Georgia didn't need to recruit him very much anymore yeah and 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 he was trying to help Georgia get some other guys, maybe yeah um, is apparently what we've heard, uh, but yeah, so I mean getting these younger guys back to that point, I think that you know with with Nair Daniels, you know. With um with uh, Joseph Jonah Johny, <laughs> uh,
1: comment sections going off the rails tonight. <laughs> yes, yes, comment
2: sections on point tonight. You know, with those guys, they're they're stud players. Like you know that it's not because they're older than everybody or they're just a little more advanced. There's they're they're young. They've got a lot of meat left on the bone. I mean, you look at Joseph Jonah johnny and the fact that um. He played. He played his junior season at no more than 250 pounds. He weighs in at Georgia at 275, and and you know, I mean, he's just he's just becoming a man. There's no telling what he's going to be able to do. He might be a 200. <laughs> 200- he's
0: going through puberty. That's what's happening right now.
2: Yeah, I don't know about that,
0: but I mean, it, 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 the second one it For looks him. like
2: it looks to me like it slapped taste out of your mouth what it was like to me I mean, just, <laughs> a grown man I mean Uncle Uncle
1: JJA baby
0: yeah
1: uh, let's wrap things up with some dog stocks I will uh, say stock up on uh, George commit Chauncey Bowens who our guy Rusty Menzel on vacation I say in air quotes caught up with him today and uh, he had a pretty big announcement here is Chauncey Bowens himself
2: Came down to get an uh, All American Bowl invite. What well, you got in hand? Yes,
0: sir. Here it is.
2: Yes, sir. What's your thoughts on it?
0: I'm just really happy, really excited. I'm blessed to be in this
1: position. Um, I came out here with the goal and I executed, and I mean, all glory to God. But- all right, let's go. It's been a know. good
2: day for a good, good weekend for you. you. Got some linemen committed in front of us. You. What's your thoughts on Georgia right now? What y'all guys yes, are doing?
0: I mean, we're hot. I mean, like I said, even before these guys committed, I mean, we had a we had a plan, and we went out and got guys who really believed in what coach was telling us, and just stacking up now, stacking up the great wall, so. Now, forever, an All-American, high school All-American. We play on NBC in San Antonio in January. 2024 running back, Georgia commit, Chauncey Bowens.
1: I, uh, I love that that All-American event, man. It's so fun to watch. And Chauncey Bowens will will always be a favorite with Georgia fans for flipping from Florida to Georgia on his, uh, I believe his his official visit, I can't remember. But whether it was official or not, it's official that he loves the dogs and he is an All-American. And you can watch him on NBC like Rusty just said.
0: Yeah, yeah also, I mean, looks piped, uh, films great. What a great guy to have Uh, basically admitted to uh, we got a story up with him that uh, Georgia pretty well had this thing sutured up uh, for a while. So probably probably hurt Billy Napier's feelings to hear that again um all right i'm gonna say stock down on georgia picking up a lot of commitments in the next couple of weeks uh, All right, <laughs> that's my stock tonight <laughs> uh be, because you you greedy bastards out here are gonna be calling for it and i understand it everybody's spoiled right now it's exciting it's been ridiculous I, this is like like rusty said like i've said jake uh, yeah everybody it's been one of the most unbelievable runs that Georgia has ever gone on. It's one of the more unbelievable runs in college football that I can ever remember. Um, I obviously I don't follow anybody else uh, at this closely, but um, it's insane what they've done at, to this point. And uh, Jake Rose laughing because that guy said, "I feel like I'm watching a 1970 sitcom about my mustache." Yes, I assume. No,
2: no, I saw the comment. monoxidil, mm, delicious. <laughs>
0: I don't know um, why it just it
2: just caught me
0: off guard. Um <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh listen, it's it's going to get quiet. It was inevitably going to, all right? Now, I'm not saying Justin Williams can't pop in the next week or the to tomorrow even. But you're not very few times in the history of recruiting are you ever going to experience a run like the one Georgia just went on? Uh what was it? 5, five and 7? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It was five and seven, five
2: and, five and eight, five and eight,
0: five and eight days. Okay. Yeah. So five, five and eight days. Uh, I think all four stars, if I'm not mistaken. All, yep. Um, and so that does not happen. Uh, and so I, I hope everybody appreciates it. I hope everybody soaks it in. You enjoy it. Uh, if it gets a little quiet, I hope you don't freak out. Um, you don't need to, you have the number one class in America. Some tremendous players in this class. Some you just picked up. Uh, but stock down on George picking up some more commits, uh, or a lot of commits like this, um, again, anytime soon. Stock down on anybody. They, they
1: surprise us sometimes. Uh, they do. They, they surprise start, us from time down to on time, anybody so you never know. What know.
0: What
2: Two things. Uh, One, I think Jake Roos just rewrote a Leanne Womack song right in front of our eyes. Um, I hope you, I hope you, I hope you. That was uh, (laughs) – Crack me up. Uh, Number two, um, uh, this dude over here said he thinks he's looking at a 70s sitcom. You're watching something from the 1970s with Roos in it, but it ain't a sitcom. (laughs) <laughs> it's not family friendly.
1: <laughs> what
0: a,
2: what a champagne!
1: This is like a, a Bark After Dark Georgia Show hybrid.
2: Bit. You knew it was, but it was just going to be me and Roos on here. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm a big it, fan. All right, Rusty, Ro, take us home. Rusty kind of keeps it in the uh in between the lines, um Palmer too. Uh, all right, uh, stock up the Georgia golfers. Uh, Sepp Straka winning the uh, winning the uh, John Deere at the TPC Deer Run up in. Where is do- uh, I keep wanting to call him Dominic Easily? Who the hell is Dominic Easley? Oh, I know that name. Why I do I know too. I don't. I keep wanting to call him Marquise Easily Dominic. Uh, where's Marquise Easley from? He's from Illinois. Dominic where's- Easley
1: played at Florida.
2: Okay, yeah, that's yeah. it. That's d lineman. It was a good yeah, one. Yeah, um, uh, maybe a five star. He was a first round pick in the 2014 draft. I do recall that. I just had a bug flying on my desk. On, let me kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how about that? Uh, anyway, uh, TPC Deer Run up in Illinois, same place Marquise Easley's from. Uh, and uh, Brendan Todd finished second. So, Georgia, uh, Georgia guys getting to bring home some, uh, some cash, uh, maybe uh, donating to a, the next big project that Georgia has up there. Um, but you know, that's that's a pretty pretty cool little tournament there. Uh, the, the John Deere, I don't know what kind of field it was and how loaded it was, but you went on the PGA tour, you've accomplished something. Sep Straka gets his second career win. Let me tell you something, Sep Straka. Um, where is he from, Wes? Well, I know he's from Valdosta, but where is? Uh, yeah, he's
1: not originally you know, from is Valdosta. He, is he a
2: Swede? Is 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 it Sweden or or something like that? Uh, he won last year or something. Did an interview, and I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I'm expecting a name like yeah. Sackraka.
1: He's, he's Austrian.
2: Austrian, right? I'm expecting a little bit of an accent, you know, like a little bit of a, you know, hey, a little Ooh. bit of a European deal going on.
0: Throw no, another shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: dude have y'all seen the uh speaking of austria have you seen the arnold schwarzenegger doc on netflix
2: no i have uh, not it's pretty good y'all should check watch, it out probably watch it tonight though if my wife heard that she's a big arnold fan um but um I, I heard him speak on the radio do an interview and i swear to god he sounds a lot like a lot more like me than he does um Ar- arnold schwarzenegger that's for sure i mean it was yeah man i don't I, I just you know went out there and struck the ball good putted the ball good and That's the way it came out. Um, But yeah, he uh, came up in Valdosta and um, really good golfer. Saw him at the Masters this past year. Big dude. um, Hits the ball a long way. A lot of fun. Georgia gets uh, top two at the John Deere. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Hopefully he gets to maybe he gets to take home that uh, 825 right there. Jake Rose. I hope so for his
0: sake. uh, Coming in with the Palmer uh, dog stock tonight.
2: Hey, man, it was slim pickings tonight. (laughs) They're getting kind of repetitive. I should I almost did dog stocks on
0: Brock Bowers. But. Tomahawk Dog over here says Sam's tonight. I was way off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, stock up on uh, Ellis Robinson. Didn't even touch that storyline. Oh, is yeah. For Georgia, true. locking in his commitment, which is big. And we haven't spoken about David Pollack yet. He's on vacation, spoke to some of his people. Um, but look, just follow the guy on social media if you want some encouragement on how you face things in life that you can't predict, man. He's uh more than just a great dog. He's one of a kind fella. So someone mentioned uh, David in the comments here, Tom, a hog dog, of course, but uh, I know he'll figure it out. That guy has at, at the risk of sounding like a giant cliche. He still has a motor that never quits. So big fans of David Pollock over here and big fans of the comment section, man. Y'all crushed it tonight. Y'all kept up pace with us. This was a great show Y'all hit like and subscribe if you haven't already. Check us out at dogshq.com if you like what you saw here. A lot more in the written and print uh, versions as well and on our message board. A great community of dogs over there. Dogshq.com is where you want to be this summer and heading into Georgia's 3 peak campaign in the 2023 season. Bark After Dark tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Joseph, Jonah, and Johnny will be on there. That'll be a great conversation. And we are back here... Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. as we are every week. And uh, later on in the week, Sunday at 8.30 p.m. if you don't have our schedule locked in. It's, it's really buckling in from here until football season starts. July, August, going into September. This is our bread and butter right here. And Georgia got it started with some big-time commits. We will have much more where that came from right here on the YouTube channel. For both Jakes, I'm Wes Blankenship. I uh, believe Rusty and Palmer will be back some point this week. Can't wait to hear Rusty's perspective on vacation and all these commits, man. It's going to be big. Catch you all next time. Thanks.